and good heart and bear fruit with patience endurance. The Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Now as Jesus and his disciples went on their way, he entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks. So, so she came to Jesus and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried. You are distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God. Amen. Oh, Martha. Martha is worried and distracted. Mary, though, has chosen the better part, the one thing, the most important thing. But what is that one thing? Wouldn't you love to discover the one thing that would give you peace of mind? The one thing that would lower the temperature these days? And I'm talking metaphorically. The one thing that would solve the mounting problems on our planet. We're always being asked to identify the one thing. For example, the one thing that concerns, that worries you or potential voters with midterm elections in sight. Is it the economy or reproductive rights? Is it extremist groups or the threat to democracy? Is it climate change? Is it something else? What is the one thing what is the one thing that matters most to you these days? There is a lot packed into the four verses in today's gospel, including two words that describe these days that we are living. But since they are two words used back in biblical times, I wonder if these are words that always describe the human condition. Worried and distracted. This past week, I asked a group of Holy Trinity folks what most distracts them these days. 
What takes away their focus from the one thing or the things most important to them? Several said the news. Several said all the shouting voices in the media and social media. Others mentioned technology or their Apple Watch or the demands of everyday life. Now the phone in my pocket, which I love dearly, is also a distraction to me. Should I open an app? Should I check my email? My phone distracts me from the gift of nature or even weather outside. My phone distracts me from sometimes giving full attention to the person in front of me. And my phone often distracts me from my own thoughts and feelings. Mental health is a growing concern for a number of Americans, especially youth. Listen to this recent headline, The Age of Distract Depression. Distract Depression. And the secondary headline, The pandemic's toll on mental health won't be known for a long time, but data from the past two years indicates a rise, some of it sharp, in prescription drugs for conditions like ADHD and depression. Distraction and depression. There's a great spike in people taking Adderall and other medications that treat attention deficit disorder. Many people today are burned out, lethargic, and then forced to focus on a screen all day long. Are we now an ADHD nation? As one book title puts it, one thing that we often do with this beloved story of Mary and Martha is simplify it. Because at first glance, it seems like Martha gets a little slap from Jesus for whining about being left in the kitchen with all the work, while Mary gets the compliment for doing nothing but giving Jesus her full attention. Sidebar, Luke is giving women roles that would have been surprising back then. Martha welcomes Jesus into her home. She provides hospitality. Welcoming would have been a man's role. And Mary is a disciple sitting at Rabbi Jesus' feet. Again, a man's role. But what is the one thing, the one thing important in this story? All right, Martha, we are coming to your defense right now. Martha is go doing good work. She is serving. So for right now, get your mind out of the kitchen. Think of Martha in a larger biblical way of serving. She represents the ministry of service, diakonia, something we're all called to in our baptism. Or think of Martha as the every person, a life overburdened, 
by worry and anxiety. But in her hospitality, in her serving, Martha is distracted by the little things, like the seed that falls on the thorns and gets choked by the world in one of Jesus' parables, or like him urging us to not worry about what we will eat or drink. And then Martha gets stuck in her self-justifying, like us, feels sorry for her self-mode. But, oh, listen to Jesus' compassionate response to Martha. He repeats her name twice for emphasis. Martha, Martha, you are worried. You are distracted by many things. Mary has chosen the better part, the one thing that will not be taken from her. There it is again, the one thing. What is the one thing? What is the one thing Mary is modeling for us and to Martha? Is it being focused on the Word of God and hearing it as we do this morning? Is it deep listening? Is it providing a different kind of hospitality, being truly present to our guests, truly present to strangers, truly present to others different than we are, truly present to God as Jesus was intently focused on those to whom he ministered? Indeed, Jesus calls his followers to a life of service, a life of action, a life of justice-making. But all our good deeds will deplete us. All our service will exhaust us. All our ministry will tire us out and burn us out without the one thing. Now, before the pandemic, I would have identified the one unthing, the one big thing that's the big problem for us as being busy, crazy busy, and then bragging about it. These days, we're still busy. But as one article puts it, we are exhausted, too wiped at the end of the, day, end of the day to do more than stress eat, binge watch, and I love this, doom scroll, doom scroll. Then there's the so-called great resignation. You know what that is. And there's the growing lack of trust in institutions like the church. And there's stand-up comedian Kath Barbadoro's tweet on the state of our planet. It's pretty funny that the world is ending and we all just have to keep going to our little jobs. L-O-L. The article added, people want to be engaged in something that matters. I'll call it the one thing right now. Forfeiting their limited hours on earth to make a little more money for men they'd rather throw fruit at as they pass by in tumbrils. In case you need the definition of tumbrils like I did, farmer's carts, especially for hauling manure. So what is the one thing? 
Well, if we had a children's sermon today, you know that the answer is always Jesus. To every question the pastor asks, the one thing in our Colossians reading is an ancient Christ hymn. Christ, the fullness of God. Christ, the mystery of God. Christ, the one who holds all things together. Christ, the one who reconciles all things. But there's more. There is always more than one thing in Scripture, more than one thing in spirituality, more than one thing in theology. It's the great Lutheran dialectic of holding many perspectives at once. Sarah and Abraham provide hospitality to the three mysterious guests, strangers, and they give them sustenance. Jesus provides hospitality for us at this table. Our guest then becomes the host and calls us to be the body of Christ in the world. We become bearers of hospitality. There are so many things to ponder in this amazing story of Mary and Martha. Reflect on the one thing for you these days, even as Holy Trinity will consider our priorities for the future during the coming months. But in the end, thank goodness that we know one thing that will always be there for us, God's grace, and a few more, forgiveness, and mercy, and divine compassion. So listen up, even when we whine, and even when we worry, and even when we are distracted or when we are depressed, the one thing always for us is grace. Amen.